You're listening to Sound Opinions. I'm Greg Cott. He's Jim DeRogatis. And this is one of our favorite shows that we wait all year to do. Yes. We're making this list, checking it twice. And, uh, you know, we have a mid-year list. And now we have the, the you know, the real thing. This is yes. the year-end list of our favorite records. Uh, first, uh, let's talk about the year in music. Uh, between the COVID-19 pandemic, police violence, the uprising against racial injustice, the election, and more, the year has been chaotic for everyone and painful for quite a few people. But one thing that has helped us through all of this is music. Absolutely, Greg. You know, I just always go back at the very start of this damn pandemic, uh, the the opera singer on the balcony in Italy, right? Music brings people together. And what struck me about our list this year is the diversity of genres, but the similarity of messages. Even when, uh, in some cases, these records were recorded before the current mm-hmm. mess of 2020. Anger and sadness toward injustice the potential for change and hope and even joy for the future. Let's get into the list. Uh, You are going to get to go first. We are starting uh, more or less midway through with your number six record of the year. That's right, Jim. Uh, Number six on my list, uh, an artist by the name of Bartiz Strange. I talked about him a few weeks ago as a buried treasure, and uh, he's, uh, he's very much unburied in my house because I'm listening to this record consistently. I'll say, you know, when I make my list, and I know this is probably true of you as well, as I recall, uh, we're not talking about uh, necessarily the records that everybody embraced during the, the course of the year. It's really the, the records that I listen to the most, my favorite records, the records that made uh, sense to me and sort of helped me face the year. Artiste Strange, the debut album from this uh, artist, uh, Live Forever, I think one of the best new artists of the year. This uh, guy grew up in Oklahoma. He was musically trained in opera, played in a hardcore band. His debut album earlier this year, I mentioned this before, and people were, like, surprised. Like, this guy covered five songs by The National. Uh, you know, and it, it, it should be mentioned here because he's an African-American gent, you know? He, you know, you don't see, as he said himself, you don't see a lot of black guys at, at, at shows by The National. Yeah. Um, he, he, so he took note of that, and with his, uh, with his compatriot in the band that he was forming, he said, you know, let's reshape these songs from our perspective now. Let's see what we make of these songs. And I think the message there in that EP that he put out earlier this year was that boundaries are meant to be broken. I mean, it, it's a year about boundary-pushing, boundary-breaking music. We can't be constrained by the stuff that's closing in on around us. We're going to rise above it. Uh, and his debut is very much about that. It's touching all sorts of uh, musical influences. You know, you're hearing indie rock, you're hearing punk, you're hearing horn-inflected soul. There's some ambient tracks on there. There's some straight-up acoustic stuff, um, really showing a wide range not only of influences, but in his ability to take these genres and make them his own and craft really great songs around them. Here's a track from Live Forever. It's called Boomer from Bartiz Strange on Sound Opinions. Touch me. 
Bartiz Strange with Boomer from Live Forever, my number six album of the year. Jim, what do you got next for us? Greg, I'm starting at number six as well. Lucinda Williams, the 14th album of her career, Good Souls, Better Angels. You know, I feel like as long as I've known you and my buddy uh, Anders Lindahl as well, you guys have been been hitting me over the head. (laughs) You know, how come you don't love Lucinda Williams more? Well, the last couple of years, I have become a Lucinda Williams uh, fan. I I really think the last three-album run has been some of the best music of her career. And I might reach uh, for Good Souls, Better Angels first uh, out of anything in her catalog going back to 1979. Um, You know, there's a couple of entries on my list that uh, are full of the anger of 2020 that we have righteously towards certain uh, directions. I would refer you to a song uh, we played when we uh, reviewed the album, Man Without a Soul. But there is also empathy. And these angry, empathetic albums are coming largely from a rootsy direction. It's like, where are my punks at? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, the, the best music, I think, uh, expressing uh, really what's going on in 2020 has been coming from uh, Americana, which I suppose makes sense. These are people who care about America's musical history, its roots, its possibilities, while also being, uh, in a Howard Zinn way, fully aware of when this country has failed and where it has failed. Uh, we played a bunch of songs when we reviewed the album. I love this record. We didn't play the uh, opening track, You Can't Rule Me. You know, this mm. is a great uh, diatribe from Lucinda about, you know, don't tell me what to do, which I think is the message of all great rock and roll. Uh, you know, and this is this is a rockin' album. It's really ferocious and wonderful. Lucinda Williams, You Can't Rule Me, my number six album, Good Souls, Better Angels. Man, I got a right to talk about what I see. Way too much is going wrong right in front of me. You can't rule me. You can't rule me. You can't take my money and try to rule me too. Lucinda Williams, 
You can't rule me. You, you can't rule me, Greg Cott. <laughs> you know, that's an apt uh, intro for the record that I want to play next, uh, my number five album of the year. Uh, a very divisive album, I might add. I think some people really, really, really loved it, and some people really, really hated it. And I think that's a good sign, actually. Um, <laughs> Fiona Apple fetched the bolt cutters. Um, it is... Uh, to me, a signature album in her career. Much like Lucinda, she appears to be getting better and better as she moves along. Uh, Lucinda Williams has had a remarkable last decade. Fiona Apple, it takes her about a decade to make a record. She's only made five in 24 years. But uh, Fetch the Bolt Cutters, I think, outdoes all her previous work, and I think that's saying a lot because I, I pretty much liked every one of her records. Uh, what I like about this is I, I love the way she just sort of seemed to be roaming around in her house and using the contents of that house as a percussion instrument. Hey, yeah, Everything's okay. a drum. Don't forget the dog. And she's banging on she a lot of She was encouraging the dog to yelp. There's yeah. a lot of percussive sounds on this, including a dog yelping. Um, and some people don't like the, the sort of chaotic quality, and I, I just love it, those twists and turns. and it, It's sort of like a punk rock approach to making a singer-songwriter record. Uh, you're back on your heels all the time. You're not, never knowing what to expect. You know, I made a comment before where I compared it to Public Image Limited's Flowers of Romance. It's basically a voice and percussion record. And um, I, I, I think that it makes complete sense to me listening to it once again. For me, the song of the year uh, in many ways has been Shamika. You're, you know, she, she talks about this tough girl in school who never said a word to her coming up to her at one point when she was sitting alone at the lunch table yeah. in the cafeteria and saying, you know... Why do you care what they think? You've got potential. And she just, you know, here, years later, she's still thinking about that. And I'm thinking about through this tough year that we're having right now, the encouraging word from an unexpected place is so heartwarming and so uh, important to us right now. Uh, and I, I, that, that really resonated with me as well. Uh, for me, Fiona Apple, you talk about don't tell me what to think, don't tell me what to do. That's what this record's about. There's a line in that song, Under the Table. Kick me under the table all you want. I won't shut up. Yeah. This is uh, Fiona Apple on Fetch the Bolt Cutters, and here's Shamika on Sound Opinions. I used to walk down the streets on my way to school, grinding my teeth to a rhythm invisible. I used my feet to crush dead leaves like they had fallen from trees just for me, just to be crash symbols. In class I passed the time Drawing a slash for every time The second hand went by A group of five done twelve times Just a minute but Shamika said I had potential 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 Down the windy, windy sidewalk Slapping my leg with the riding crop Thinking it made me come off so tough I didn't smile because a smile Always seemed rehearsed I wasn't afraid of the bullies And that just made the bullies worse In class I'd pass the time Drawing a slash for every time The second hand went by A group of five done twelve times Just a minute but Shumika said I had potential Shumika said I had potential Shumika said I had potential. Shumika said I had potential.
That is Shamika from Fiona Apple on Sound Opinions, my number five album of the year. Jim, you've got another pick for us, right? I am. I'm going to number four, Greg. Uh, We don't want to duplicate each other. Uh, If you're interested in our entire top tens, you'll be able to find them on our website, and we'll put them in our newsletter and on the socials. But I'm at number four, Jason Isbell reunions. Uh, We reviewed this uh, at the start of the year that wouldn't end, and which still isn't over. I loved it then, and it has kept me coming back ever since. Uh, I'm going to play the opening track, What Have I Done to Help? Because I think here is an anthem for 2020, uh, if ever there was one. Um, We can rant, we can rage. I've got plenty of picks on my list. I know you do too that are doing just that. We can cry. We're also doing that. But what what has anybody done to help? Have you have you put out a hand to anyone this year? This is really uh, one of those times in America where it brings out the best and worst of people. Some are, you know, heading for the lifeboat, kicking everybody else out of their way, and others are uh, are helping each other. And uh, you know, this is an album Isbel has said that is full of ghosts, uh, ghosts from his past. He has been through a lot in his life, and um, uh, he's a survivor. And I think he that brings a certain amount of empathy uh, with it. And empathy was a, an all too short supply. Uh, you know, the big breakthrough Nashville Sound came in 2017. Uh, he was a guest on on our show. It was a great conversation playing live in 2018. But this album, I, I love. And uh, you know, I think uh, the more I listen to it, I realize I had given a shout out to uh, his uh, second guitarist, uh, Sadler Vaden, uh, when we reviewed. It. Man, man, he is channeling David Gilmore. Mm. He is doing mm. some incredible guitar work. And as always, Isbel will not be confined to any genre, even one as nebulous as old country. What Have I Done to Help was co-written by Michael Kiwanuka. Uh, so, you know, reaching out to the neo-soul R&B world, plenty of psychedelia, plenty of uh, crazy horse grunge, and just, just like a wonderful ride beginning to end. Jason Isbell from Reunions, What Have I Done to Help? What have I done to help? What have I done to help? Somebody save me. What have I done to help? What have I done to help? Not myself. What have I done to help? What have I done to help? Somebody save me. What have I done to help? What have I done to help? Not myself. Thought I was alone in the world. So my memories gathered round me in the night Thought I was strong until I finally had to fight I kept my head down and showed up to work on time And watched my appetite Put the money in the mattress Locked the doors at night and we'd all be alright That is a hook, Greg, that gets stuck in your head uh, and will not leave. The very best sort of earworm, What Have I Done to Help by Jason Isbell. 
When we come back, we'll share more of our favorite albums of 2020, and we'll hear from our Sound Opinions producers about the music they loved this year. That's in a minute on Sound Opinions. Welcome back to Sound Opinions. I'm Jim DeRogatis. My co-host is Greg Cott, and this is one of the shows we live for throughout the year, sharing our best albums of this year, 2020. Now we're going to turn to one of our producers, Andrew Gill. Andrew, tell us about your pick for album of the year. It's Mountain Goats, isn't it? It's not. The album I enjoyed the most probably and thought was the best was probably Run the Jewels, uh, but you guys have that on your list, so I'll let you talk about that record. Um, the one I that really got under my skin in a way that no other song did this year was a song from Waxahachie's St. Cloud album, mm. track number three, Fire. It's um, Man, it was the first track they released from this record back in maybe December of last year. Um and it really just weaved its way into my brain and I can't get it out. And it's, it's got this infectious mm-hmm. groove. I feel like it just indicated that um, Katie Crutchfield with this fifth album was kind of hitting a different gear than she'd ever hit before with Waxahachie. I had seen her at Pitchfork Fest a couple times and I always thought it was, you know, pretty well done indie rock, you know, um, referencing a lot of the 90s bands I liked a lot. But this song really just sounded new and fresh in, in ways that uh, I didn't expect from her. And then the rest of the album, you know, it's got great songwriting and detailed observations. Uh, I know, Jim, you weren't a huge fan of her voice after a while, but... I wasn't a huge fan, I, but I, you know, I'm disappointed you didn't go with Soccer Mommy, which is uh, <laughs> a record you did turn me on to. That yeah, that's, a, that's another bit. good one, but yeah. it only happens to me every, like, maybe once a year, where a song will just, like, weave its way into my head, and I just have to keep listening to it. So that's right. this song, Fire, um, by Waxahachie from St. Cloud. Take off driving past places been tainted I put on a good show for you And when I turn back around Will you drain me back out Will you let me believe That I broke through Tomorrow could feel like A hundred years later I'm wiser and slow That is Fire from the album St. Cloud by the artist Waxahachie, a.k.a. Katie Crutchfield. Uh, The pick, the number one pick of the year from our producer, Andrew Gill. You know, she talks a lot about home, Alabama, in that record. Uh, You know, going back home and... I should mention that I drove to Florida at one point this summer 
And driving through Alabama, um, we had to, we got detoured off the interstate. There was like a giant accident, and we drove down Arkadelphia Road, which is one of the songs on this album. So maybe that yeah, cemented yeah, 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 it yeah, in yeah, my yeah. consciousness for me. And Alabama began airing Sound Opinions this go. year. Yes. Shout out to yes. Alabama. That's right. The specificity of those references. I love that sort of detailed songwriting where you feel like you're in a place, and she's building that vision in your in your head yeah, and you actually and go she there, does a great job you know? of that on that record <laughs> speaking of home andrew and jim and alex uh hometown band uh, milk belly uh, from chicago and you know when i when i think about milk belly and i think about all the bands that i love from from here as well as around the country uh how they've made fantastic records and are unable to go on the road and support themselves playing shows and selling merch to fans who want to see them and, and support them. And were, that opportunity was taken away from well, them. Yeah, I had written a piece for The New Yorker about uh, early into the shutdown in, uh, in April or May, and I interviewed Milk Belly's drummer. They had this great national tour. They were going to go overseas for the first time. Yeah. They had a festival. Nothing happened. And, and, and they should have been excited about doing that. And I hope they do get the opportunity at some point next year to, to showcase Pith, uh, their latest album that came out uh, just at the start of all this mess. And uh, uh, things didn't improve, but the record is, really holds up. I think it's the best thing they've done. And uh, it's remarkable because they've been putting out consistently good music uh, for a number of years now. It's a quartet. Uh, Miranda Winters, Bart Winters, and Liam Winters. You know the commonality of the names there. There's a family band. Miranda and Bart are married. Uh, Liam's the brother, as well as James Wetzel on drums, who might as well be the fourth member of that family. He's a fantastic drummer. Uh, the band uh, has always talked about uh, this, this willingness and desire to split the difference between two types of music, soft music and rough, louder stuff, in the, in the words of Miranda. Kind of like mm-hmm. bringing together the two key things in her career. She'd been doing these two extremes uh, throughout her life as an indie rocker, and here's a, a chance to bring those two elements together. And Milk Belly has this uncanny knack of building these melodies inside these chaotic, frenzied wall of sound uh, songs uh, that pull you in. Yeah. So there's that push-pull that's going on throughout the entire record. Uh, I love every song on it. Here's one of the one of the best ones: "Season of the Goose" from Milk Belly's Pith on Sound Opinions.
That's my number three album of the year, Pith from Milk Belly, a band that everyone should know. Yeah, or and eventually go to see if the world ever Let's resumes. Hope. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Greg, I'm going to Angelica Garcia's Cha Cha Palace, which uh, made number three on my list. I know you uh, you love it and had it on your list as well. Um, you know, I am proud to say I first talked about uh, Angelica Garcia uh, as a buried treasure, and uh, then she really, really delivered on this second album, Cha Cha Palace. This is a celebratory dance record. This is a hot and heavy Saturday night uh, romantic album. Mm -hmm. This is uh, catharsis. This is seduction. This is celebration, all in the face of looming challenges. I think uh, Garcia, who uh, you know was was raised in Los Angeles, uh, is based in Virginia, but makes a lot of her Mexican and Salvadoran roots. I think she is one of the most important uh, musicians uh, of Latinx heritage working today. I mean, she is really speaking to uh, Latinas' concerns, and I don't think any song on the record, uh, every song touches on that, but I don't think anyone does better than Guadalupe. Of course, the Virgin of Guadalupe is is very big uh, in, in Mexican Catholic culture. Uh, I know this from my wife, right? But in, in Angelica's uh, paying tribute to uh, Guadalupe, she is turning uh, the Virgin into a feminist icon. All the great men uh, bend on one knee. Power isn't defined by your physique. Ave Maria, I want to be like her. And I just love that idea of taking something ancient and sacred and, and uh, you know, I, I guess it's appealing to, you know, the uh, sixth grade altar boy in me, <laughs> you know, thinking of church, but finding power in that uh, to fight uh, the forces that be in these times when we need to. And we have to remember how many black and brown people disproportionately died of this dreaded disease this year. Um all the while, we have to find a ray of light in order to continue. And I think of early disco. I think of great Chicago house music, uh, racism, and eventually the AIDS plague, the other last great plague. Um, you know, we, we still had to keep dancing. We still had to find a reason to live. And uh, Cha-Cha Palace gave me one all year. Angelica Garcia, Guadalupe. Since 14, all the grown men bend on one knee Grab it with the mystery swimming in questions ways deep I was looking up to the gods when I started saying Ave Maria Spirits all who work then amongst them, it was spreading. 
Angelica Garcia, Guadalupe from Cha Cha Palace. Where did that fall on your list, Greg? That was uh, number four, and uh, you know, I, I just love this record too. What a personality! And you know, it's a song. It's a, it's a record celebrating the fact that she's an outsider in this country. You know, like yeah. you know, the, the the immigrant heritage that she's coming from. Uh, you know, never quite fitting in in the communities that she's living in. At the same time, celebrating the fact that. Yes, I am this person, and I and I, you know, I, I I honor my past, and I'm I'm going to make it in this country. Well, just like your uh, Polish uh, relatives did, and my Italian relatives yeah. did, and yet with the uh, uh, the Latinx community, we will not let them claim this country. Exactly, it's theirs as much as it's ours. And you know, there's that anger there, but the celebration is what really picks me up. Um, yeah. It's one of those records that I feel is going to be like an album, you know, one of the albums of the decade that we remember. I, I this think you're right. By. And also a shout out to Dua Lipa, too, because I love that record as well in a mm. similar vein. Yep, absolutely. Uh, great records, okay? The subject is great records, the top records of 2020, my number two record of the year, and it was vying for number one. I think it was toggling back and forth between what eventually became my number one album, uh, Run the Jewels, RTJ4. Uh, the fourth album uh, from LP and Killer Mike, uh, the two MCs in their 40s at the top of their game. You know, this is not prime time for a lot of uh, hip-hop artists, right? When, when, when they get to middle age, yeah. these guys are making the best music of their lives right now together. Uh, something clicked when they started working together a few years ago on, kill, on a Killer Mike record. LP was a producer. And, uh, and they've been collaborating ever since. They've produced four straight, increasingly dense, detailed distillations of hip-hop at its best. Two turntables and a microphone. Mm -hmm. What can you can do with the studio as an instrument? Um, you know, they challenge each other to get better with their verses, you know? And it's like they're, the first record was almost like a lark. And now they're really saying something. It's like they're predicting the future. You talk about these records that were made before all these life-changing events happened yeah. in 2020. And I'm talking about specifically a track like Walking in the Snow. It's like they're seeing into the future. And every day on the evening news, they feed you fear for free. And you're so numb, you watch the cops choke out a man like me until my voice goes from a shriek to a whisper, I can't breathe. It's like he's predicting that horrible event that happened with George Floyd in Minneapolis. Uh, that tragic death that we all yeah. watched in real time. Walking in the Snow from Run the Jewels on Sound Opinions. Yeah, I see it, you probably free us from the ages one to four. Around the age of five, you shift away from your body to be stored. They promise education, but really they give you tests and scores. And they predict in prison population by who's going the lowest. And usually the lowest scores, the poorest, and they look like me. And every day on the evening news, they feed your fear for free. And you so numb, you watch the cops choke out a man like me. Until my voice goes from a shriek to whisper, I can't breathe. And you sit there in the house on couch and watch it on TV. The most you give is a Twitter rant and call it a tragedy. But truly the travesty, you've been robbed of your empathy. Replaced it with apathy, I wish I could magically. Fast forward to the future so then you can face it and see how it'll be. I promise I'm honest, they coming for you the day after they coming for me. I'm reading Chomsky, I'm reading Bukowski, I'm laying low for a week. I said something on behalf of my people and I popped up in WikiLeaks. Thank God that I'm covered, the devil can smother, then you know the evil don't sleep. Dick Gregory told me a couple of secrets before we lay down in his grave. All of us serve the same masters, all of us nothing but slaves. Never forgetting the story of Jesus, the hero was killed by the state. 
Walking in the Snow from RTJ4, Run the Jewels. Greg, they came in at number uh, five on my list. Good call. And every time I see Killer Mike uh, being interviewed on MSNBC or any (laughs) of the networks, he has become this eloquent spokesperson for uh, politics in Georgia. Indeed. He's um, very, very thought out commentary on uh, all manner of uh, uh, public events and you know, bringing that uh, knowledge and that awareness into into their music. Yeah, but you know, when MSNBC keeps calling, we we couldn't get him on the show this year. <laughs> <laughs> we are eager to talk to them again. Coming up, we'll share our very favorite albums of 2020, and we'll hear from our other beloved Sound Opinions producer, Alex Claiborne. That's in a minute on Sound Opinions. Ooh, la, la, are we- Welcome back to Sound Opinions. I'm Greg Cott. He's Jim DeRigatis. And this week, we're sharing the music that we loved this year. Now, let's turn to our producer, Alex Claiborne, for her pick of Album of the Year. Alex, what do you got for us? Thanks, Jim and Greg. Well, ultimately, what I decided to go with was an album that was just beginning quarantine, and now I'm still listening to months later. And that's uh, Heim's Women in Music, Part 3. A day or two before everything shut down, I was supposed to go to a small deli show that Haim was putting on and I was really excited and it was gonna be so fun and then Corona got very real and so that took away that possibility and so Haim actually, they had a few singles out but they pushed back that release to I think about May or June and in another crucial point of this kind of pandemic uh, upheaval when I went to our former place of employment and I had to clean out my desk. And when I got back in the car and we drove home, this was the record that I put on. And this was what, you know, a lot of this album, it still has many of the hallmarks of Heim, which is allusions to the 1970s, particularly the late 70s. They have some Fleetwood Mac flavor, but I also love that they're a girl band, they're sisters. Um, And they have a Southern California vibe. And so the music oftentimes has this really driving, cool beat. But the lyrics, I think they do a great job with making them layered and applicable for a lot of people while still feeling intimate and personal. And the song that I want to play from this record is Now I'm In It, which is included technically as a bonus track. It came out as a single first. Um, But it's really all about... uh, feeling like you're questioning what you're supposed to be doing, who you are. That's really, I think, been a theme of the year for a lot of us is figuring out what our values are, what's important to us, and who we value in our lives. And so um, this record just, it's a jam. It's fun to listen to. There's a lot of great tracks on it, so please check it out. So this is the song Now I'm In It by Haim from Women in Music Part 3 on Sound Opinions.
Now I'm in it uh, by Haim. Alex, I'm still tripping on the idea of Haim doing a deli show. Because to me, it would just seem like they're vegan. You know what I mean? <laughs> they uh, they grew just, up going know. to Canner's Deli in Los Angeles. And um, that, you know, that's sort of, to them, a very sacred and fun and family-oriented uh, location. So, da- you know... I- I may have to reconsider my Heim uh, utter, utter, you know, I'm like completely indifferent. I, ah, well said, Alex. Uh, you, you did a great job there. I am at number two on my list, Greg. Uh, when, even though we are based in Chicago, we choose a record, uh, uh, to champion a record as one of the best of the year by a Chicago uh, band. Uh, we are not being homers. These these records have stood up to music from around the world in my full top 20 list. Uh, same with you. Uh, we're going to put our uh, top 10 lists uh, on our website. Uh, and we'll do a bonus podcast uh, with the records we didn't get to talk about mm-hmm. today. Uh, but Ganser was just that good. I'll tell you how good Ganser was, right? I got to be a uh, guest on uh, the radio show uh, that Colin knew of Wire is now doing uh, from the UK with his wife, Malka Spiegel of Minimal Compact. Uh, you know, and he's like, you know, come on and play a track, Jim. So I played Ganser for Colin Newman of Wire, mm-hmm. and he was like, yes, yeah. yes, yes. <laughs> you know, Ganser is a quartet from Chicago. It started out as a duo uh, led by two great uh, musicians and vocalists, Nadia Garofalo, Alicia Gaines. It is now uh, a quartet that is in that post-punk wire, shoegaze, my bloody Valentine, uh, all rules out the door, everything about mood, everything about aggression, but also hypnotism uh, and seduction. It, it is an unbelievable record. Just look at that sky. Um, you know, this is a band that is is uh, uh, multiracial, uh, multi-gendered, <laughs> multi-oriented, mm-hmm. uh, uh, and they are singing about the moment. I go to that song, Projector. Uh, you know, it, it, they were singing about the moment before the moment fell on us. Mm, yeah. It is so profound how nothing matters. Let's talk about nebulous weather. Uh, Nadia sings, right? So there's this Chicago thing here. I'll, I'll hit the people who are not Chicago, right? There's this Chicago joke. You don't like weather in Chicago? Wait five minutes, it'll <laughs> change, right? So she's singing about that, making a joke, and then she drops the hammer. A climate of catastrophes that'll never get better. And it certainly felt that way uh, in much of 2020. And this is the album I put on when I wanted to scream. Uh, not as much hope as some of the others on my list, but but yeah, there was a lot of uh, need to just scream and let the fury out in 2020. Projector by Ganser, the album is Just Look at That Stuff. Oh, it's such a rush. Big, bright collisions. But don't you. Steady pace, the words come 
Ganser, my number two album of the year. Just look at that sky, Greg. I think that has to be said in the tone of, like, just look at that sky with the tornado coming. (laughs) And and you realizing you are not able to get out of the way. Yeah, there's some trouble coming over the horizon. Uh, I love that record, too. Great band. What a year for for music. Uh, You know, everywhere, really. But in Chicago, in particular, seemed to be particularly vibrant, uh, you know, in this time where everything, everybody was going through this terrible... Uh, this terrible epidemic uh, this year, the, these bands really rose to the occasion and gave us something great to listen to. Ganser was one of them. Uh, my number one record of the year is actually two records. Um, and I, I, I know that's cheating in a way, but I really <laughs> consider them sort of a double album. It's uh, by the group Salt from England. Uh, untitled Black Is and Untitled uh, Rise. Parentheses. Black Is, Rise. And that's S-A-U-L-T. Yes, Correct. And the group has sort of been a mystery. They've made four, four albums in two years, and very little is known about them. They don't give interviews. They don't do a lot of media. We do know that British producer Inflow is, is uh, kind of the linchpin, along with vocalist Cleo Saul. And people like uh, Melissa Young, a.k.a. Uh, Kid's sister, has been involved in some of the songwriting, as well as Michael Kiwanuka. Uh, so it's, it seems to have this sort of collective sensibility. But the records, to me, work as a, as a pair. Because the first one, uh, Untitled Black Is, to me, that was the soundtrack of the summer. Uh, that was the soundtrack of the Black Lives Matter mm. protests all around the country. Uh, it, was, it had a, a tone that um, you know, was a reaction in many ways to what we were seeing for, for years happening in this country. Not just, not just this summer, but in previous summers as well, previous years, uh, about the fact uh, you know, that... Uh, Black people are living under constant oppression. This was certainly the case in, in England as well, uh, where, they're, where Salt is from. The follow-up, Untitled Rise, is a responsive source to the first, first record. It's basically saying uh, the other side of the black experience. You know, we're, we're going through pain, we're going through struggle, but we're going to dance too, and we can rise above it. Yeah. And I think that's a theme that I hear a lot in a lot of these records. We can rise above this. Um, so here's a track from Untitled Rise, the second of the two number one albums that I've uh, picked from Salt this year. Uh, it's a track called Free on Sound Opinion. One of my two 
co-albums of the year by the group <laughs> Salt. You know, if I didn't love Salt uh, every bit as much as you, they were in at number ten on my list. I might, I might take issue at you sneaking in that extra. Well. You know, I couldn't separate them because I think they belong together. So I'm going to go with it with my gut. I, and I don't think anybody's going to be disappointed picking up either one, but get no. them both. And they do work. Uh, they do work well together. And to put them uh, on one uh, playlist and shuffle uh, really is a powerful statement. Uh, Greg, my number one album of the year is an alligator record. Uh, it is in the blues. I think both of those statements are firsts in my entire career. <laughs> Shamika Copeland, we reviewed uh, her recent album not that long ago, the 10th of her career, Uncivil War. And wow, it just floored me, and it has lost none of the power, and I keep coming back to it. Again, I said some of the most angry and empathetic rare combination uh, music uh, this year uh, has come from the Americana direction. Jason Isbell, Margot Price, I love that record, uh, Lucinda Williams, and Shamika Copeland's was the best. Uncivil War, what is an uncivil war? It, it's a war nobody wins. Uh, one that is fought, Shamika says, over the same old wounds that we keep opening and opening and opening. Um, much of the album is about the Black Lives Matter moment uh, and the reckoning uh, that is so long overdue. But we are also uh, talking about a moving tribute to uh, somebody she loved, Dr. John, uh, the dirty saint, uh, to her father. She covers a song by uh, the legendary bluesman uh, Johnny Clyde Copeland. Um, you know, and, and I'm going to play a song. We played a few when we reviewed the album that I just love, Money Makes You Ugly. Now, you know, mm. I learned in my college education, right? <laughs> you know, Nietzsche has this idea of resentment. It is wrong for those of us who are working class uh, to resent uh, the aristocrats simply because they're rich, right? I mean, on the other hand... <laughs> <laughs> You uh, haven't met any nice billionaires, is what you're saying? I don't think I've ever met a billionaire. I have never me. met a nice billionaire, and, <laughs> and maybe someday I will, and I will apologize. Uh, Shamika is singing sort of tongue-in-cheek that money makes you ugly, uh, that, that having too much, having everything, wanting nothing, uh, uh, you know, she uses the word ugly. I would say it affects your empathy. When you aren't realizing uh, what it is like to make the choice uh, uh, of what you're going to be able to put in your grocery cart, yeah. right? You know, is am I going to be able to buy peanut butter and ramen? Yeah. Uh, and, man, those were choices people were making this year. Am I going to be able to afford uh, this drug that I need? Am I going to be able to uh, – uh, am I going to be able to pay the rent? Yeah, right. Damn. You know, I mean, here we're recording, it's December 1st, and we still, uh, much of America has not had any assistance for, for six or seven months, and nobody is, is lending that hand. Um, Shamika's voice has always been incredibly powerful. I just think, finally, after 10 albums, she has given us the most solid set of songs of her career, and she has never felt uh, more impassioned. Uh, a great, great album, Uncivil War. Uh, I could have played any track, but we didn't get to this one. Money Makes You Ugly. The ice is melting and my lawn's on fire. World's got a fever getting higher and higher. Raping Mother Nature, cracking up the earth, selling off the land for all that is worth. 
Money makes you ugly, Greg. <laughs> I'd, uh, I don't know. You know, I'd be. Well, what did Dylan say? Uh, money doesn't talk; it swears. I think that's the, the latest uh, incarnation of that sentiment. And money can't buy you love. Oh, indeed. Indeed <laughs> not. <laughs> now, uh, now we want to hear from you. What is your favorite album of 2020? Share it with us on Facebook, Twitter, or best. Send a voice memo to interact at soundopinions.org. We'd love to play it on the air. One of our big New Year's resolutions is getting a lot more listeners' voices on the show. Greg, what do we have on our show next week? Next week, Jim, something to look forward to, a little seasonal flair from our uh, very own elf, Andy Serzan. Andy Serzan's Holiday Spectacular, when he plays some of the coolest, most obscure Christmas music you ever heard. A 15-year tradition. For more sound opinions, listen to our podcast wherever you find such things. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in this program belong solely to sound opinions and not necessarily to Columbia College Chicago or our sponsors. And speaking of sponsors, every week our show reaches hundreds of thousands of curious listeners from around the globe via podcast and on 150 public radio stations nationwide. If you'd like to learn more on how your business or organization can also reach this engaged and educated audience, you can email sponsor at soundopinions.org. That's sponsor at soundopinions.org. Thanks, as always, to our Patreon supporters. Sound Opinions was produced by Andrew Gill and Alex Claiborne.